In this video, I'm going to show you how you can go make your very own Eccentric Molecules 1 through 5 molecule fragrances. Essentially, what I'm going to go show you is a method where you can take any single perfumery molecule or perfumery raw material, and you can go make your own single molecule fragrance out of that. Right then, so if you're not already aware, what are Eccentric Molecules molecule fragrances? Well, there is a perfume company called Eccentric Molecules, and they make their own fragrances. And they've got a bit of a cult following, and that's because what they did some years back was release a line of perfumes where there was only one molecule or one raw material in the perfume. So what they did was they took some famous molecules in perfumery, such as Isui Super and Ambroxan, and what they did was literally make perfumes with just that single molecule in and go and release those to the public. And surprisingly, they were actually quite successful. Now, before we begin, I must stress that I am against clone fragrances, so please don't ask me any questions about those in the comments. I will not help you on how to make those. What a clone fragrance is, is essentially when someone's trying to rip off a perfume that a brand makes, for example, Chanel No. 5 or Eau de Sauvage, and they go and make kind of a similar smelling perfume with kind of cheaper raw materials and then go and sell it under their own kind of uh, imitation brand as like a knockoff. Now the reason I'm against that is because as a perfumer or a creator myself, I always think that, you know, if you want to buy some art, you should go and get it from the original creator. You shouldn't go and buy kind of like a photocopy as such or a replica for someone else who's trying to sell someone else's work. So I'm against clone fragrances, but in this case of single molecule fragrances, I wouldn't say they really come under clones in the same way. And that is because when they are advertising and selling you this fragrance, they're literally telling you exactly what it is and they're kind of almost saying you could go and make this up for yourself if you were so inclined, it's just this one molecule in the perfume. So in this case, I think it's uh, good to have this kind of general knowledge. Say you're not actually into perfumery, but you want to know, you know, how in theory would I go and make one of these single molecule fragrances for myself? And that's why I'm going to go and show you that in this video. And the other thing about this, of course, is when you go and buy one of those perfumes, um, you might go and purchase a bottle and they're actually pretty expensive and when you go and make these for yourself you actually realize quite how cheap they are and essentially what you're paying for is just a load of branding when you could make something that smells pretty similar on your own. Now of course if you like the branding and you want to be part of that brand then I for sure think you should go and support that brand and purchase it if that's what you want to do. But if you simply want to kind of play around with this idea of single molecule fragrances then I also want to let you know that you can just go and make them for yourself. So then, with that all said, if you're new to perfumery, the first question you may have is, what are perfumes actually made of? Well, perfumes are essentially made of a mixture of raw materials, which constitute the formula, and then they're topped up to some percentage with alcohol. Now, you can actually go and buy this, at least in the UK, under the name Perfumers Alcohol, um, though if you're in the industry or in another country, essentially you want to look for cosmetics-grade ethanol. So once you've gone and got your perfume as alcohol, if you're making a usual perfume, you would go and blend various amounts of your different raw materials together until you create a scent that you like, and then you would add your alcohol and that's your perfume. In this case, however, because we're sticking to a single ingredient or a single molecule, it actually makes our life a lot easier because we don't have to go and balance a load of different smells anymore. We simply pick one that we like and then we just go and top it up with alcohol. So that's pretty much all you need to do. You need to go and find a store online or some kind of perfumery supplier that will go and sell you these raw materials. So things like Isui Super and Broxan. I'll put some links in the description uh, below to where I bought these from. And then you simply top it up with this perfume as alcohol and you can find this on eBay. Um, it's not too hard to get hold of. 
So now we know what we're doing, we're simply buying some of a certain molecule and topping it up with alcohol. The next question is, well, how much alcohol to top it up with? So I'm going to go over some examples of the five molecules that eccentric molecules use for their fragrances, um, but you could apply similar principles to all other perfumery raw materials or perfumery molecules if you wanted to. So we're going to start off with ISOE Super. Now ISOE Super, um, this molecule actually is something that um, even when it's fairly concentrated, it's quite subtle and it's not something that necessarily, uh, you know, it doesn't jump out at you. It's not a really strong smell. It's rather quite a radiative, diffusive smell, something that kind of, um, it kind of dawns on you as such. It kind of, it kind of tickles you, but it's not necessarily something that you really perceive super, super strongly. So what that suggests for ISOE Super is um, we can actually go and use it at quite a high percentage without worrying about it being kind of horribly overpowering or something like that. Now, if you go and check out the safe usage limits, which are actually made by the IFRA, that's the uh, kind of regulatory body for safety and fragrances, then you'll find that in a regular alcoholic perfume, they actually say that the maximum amount you should use in order to have your perfume be safe is 20%. So if you're going to go and make a perfume with ISOE Super on your own, you don't really want to make any more than 20% of the total thing ISOE Super. So what you could go and do is you could make up, say, 20 uh, parts per 100, ISOE Super, and then those remaining 80 parts alcohol. Now, for the sake of this video, I just chose to do 15, but when you go and get these molecules, if you go and purchase and do them for yourself, you can actually do some experiments where you try some different concentrations until you find the concentration that's right for you. So, for my trial of ISOE Super, because I'm going to do all of the trials in this video as 5 grams of perfume, of course you can go and scale that up, that means what I'm going to do is add 0.75 grams of ISOE Super to 4.25 grams of alcohol. So next we have Ambroxan. Now my version of Ambroxan is actually called Amberfix. That's because this same molecule, different people manufacture it and they give it slightly different trade names. So Ambroxan, Amberfix, essentially the same thing. So in my case, the Ambroxan came straight from the supplier, already pre-diluted down to 10%. And I decided I wanted to make uh, the fragrance at 2% and the reason for that is in my experience ambroxan is quite a strong molecule so I don't think that you really need to go that high with it. So in order to make a 2% uh, perfume let's say of ambroxan from a 10% uh, kind of raw material what we're going to do is we're going to add 1 gram of ambroxan or 1 gram of ambrofix 10% to 4 grams of alcohol. Next then we have vetiviral acetate. So vetiviral acetate actually has a fairly low um, maximum usage concentration in order to stay safe, and that's currently set at 0.9%. So I don't want to go over 0.9% of vetiviral acetate in the fragrance because, you know, that might make it unsafe. So what we're going to do is we're actually going to go and make the perfume at 0.9% with vetiviral acetate. Now, my vetiviral acetate happened to be diluted already down to 50% by the supplier. They sometimes do this for things like it can be very thick and viscous and difficult to handle, um, or they can't ship it easily, so they will go and dilute it down just for your ease of use. So I'm going to take my vetiviral acetate and I'm going to go and add 0.09 grams of that to 4.91 grams of alcohol. Now, if your scales don't weigh to three decimal places like mine, you may have trouble weighing out such a small amount. And in that case, I would actually recommend you scale everything up by 10. So what you could do is, say you had scales going to two decimal places, you could go and add 
0.9 grams of ethyl acetate to 49.1 grams of alcohol. Then we've got Javanol. Now Javanol, again, is quite strong, so I kind of picked a number out of the hat here and I decided let's make our Javanol perfume at 5%. Of course, um, with this, you could go and pick your own percent. If you think it's too weak, you make it stronger. If you think it's too strong, then you can go make it weaker. So in our case, that's going to be 0.25 grams of Javanol plus 4.75 grams of alcohol. Finally, we have Cashmaran, and again, Cashmaran has an IFRA safety limit, and that limit is 3.8%, so I thought, why not make the fragrance at 3.8%. Now, the other thing about my Cashmaran is, again, it's already been diluted by the supplier down to 50%, so we don't need to go and make 3.8% of that 50%, we need to make 3.8% taking that uh, pre-dilution of 50% into account. So in this case, when you go work it all out, you add 0.38 grams of cashmaran to 4.62 grams of alcohol. So I've just gone and transferred some of each perfume blend into some really tiny little spray bottles that I have, and we're going to go and use these to test out the perfumes. I find these spray bottles quite useful because they essentially allow me to save using a full glass atomizer bottle, which can be quite expensive. So let's go and spray these on some scent strips and smell them and see what they smell like. So I've got all five of the fragrances we just made and I've simply gone and sprayed them onto these scent strips to make it just a little bit easier to evaluate them. So we're gonna start off with the Isui Super which is modeled off the Eccentric Molecules 01. Now to me, Isui Super is quite a subtle smell. It's quite a woody smell and I would say it's kind of ambery leaning as well. It's definitely got a sweet side to it. So it's somewhere between a woody note and a bit of a sweeter, kind of almost resinous kind of note. The other thing about Isui Super is that it's also quite diffusive, which means even though you can't necessarily smell it that well close up on the scent strip, when you go and spray someone, you do kind of feel it as a presence, you kind of notice it in the room. Next we have Ambroxan. Now Ambroxan is similar in that it's extremely diffusive, even at low concentrations, um, but the difference with this is I would say it's maybe a little bit stronger on the actual strip when you go to smell it. Now even at 2%, I would say this Ambroxan is probably stronger smelling than the Isui Super, which is at 15%, and that just goes to show in perfumery, different molecules have different strengths. And what it smells like is it has an animalic side to it, so almost kind of like a woolen side, but it's also got this marine kind of ambery, and I would say golden side to it as well. It does a good job at smelling quite fresh, while at the same time having a much more grounded kind of um, almost earthy, it doesn't quite smell earthy, but that kind of thing, it's almost a juxtaposition all within one smell, which is quite interesting. Next, we have the vetiviral acetate, which is modeled off the eccentric molecules O3. So this one, even though it's only at 0.9%, I would say it's actually probably the strongest out of all the different fragrances we made, and that is because vetiviral acetate, which has quite a warm, I would say almost smoky, a little bit smell, um, it's a little bit more pungent than the other things. So don't worry about it being only 0.9%, it's still perfectly strong enough. And what it smells like is it's kind of just a warm, I would say very enveloping, um, almost kind of like a fireplace and kind of being hugged. And it's definitely kind of a woody, a little bit fiery, slight kind of smoky, that kind of smell. Then after that, we have the Javanol. So this one modeled off the eccentric molecules number four. And Javanol, again, is quite diffusive. This one here is at 5%. And this one is also very woody but unlike the vetiviral acetate, I wouldn't say it's quite as warm and smoky, but it's much more soft and much more creamy. That said, this stuff is deceptively powerful, 
If you actually go and use this in your perfumes, you'll find even at low concentrations, it can have this massive effect on your blend where it gives this kind of radiative, kind of milky smell. And when you go put this molecule on its own, you get that same kind of effect, something that's just quite diffusive and quite light, I would say. Then finally, we have Cashmaran, which is the eccentric molecules, molecule number five. So Cashmaran, um, to me, it smells quite earthy, but I also kind of get a smell of kind of sheep's wool or kind of almost cashmere jumpers. And I think depending on your experience, if you wear cashmere jumpers, for example, a lot, um, then you'll probably love this one because that's that kind of warm, comforting woolen smell that it gives off. So that's it for all of these five molecules. Uh, feel free to go and try to make these yourself. I'll put, as I say, some links in the description of where you can buy some of this stuff. And the other thing that I would recommend is if you are interested in trying this, then why not try it for some other molecules as well? Because just because eccentric molecules chose to do these five molecules, there are hundreds of other perfumery raw materials and molecules that you can buy. And a lot of these would probably also make interesting single molecule fragrances. If you're interested in learning more about other perfumery molecules, then definitely subscribe to my channel and check out my other videos where I cover quite a broad range of different perfumery molecules and what they smell like. And this could give you a little bit of inspiration maybe on which perfumes you might want to go and make. So that said, thanks for watching the video and I'll see you next time.